Today I will treat you to a wonderful subject that I have titled Becoming Another Man. Uh, simply means transformation or change. And I have picked my text from 1 Samuel chapter 10 verses 1 to 6 and then we will jump to verse number 9. First Samuel chapter 10 and verse number 1, New King James Version. Then Samuel took a flask of oil and poured it on his head. And the man in reference here is Saul, the first king of Israel. He poured it upon his head and kissed him and said, Is it not because the Lord has anointed you commander over his inheritance? Is it not because the Lord has anointed you commander of his inheritance? Verse number 2. And when you have departed from me today, you will find two men by Rahel's tomb in the territory of Benjamin at Zelza. And they will say to you, the donkeys which you went to look for have been found. And now your father has ceased caring about the donkeys and is worrying about you saying, what shall I do about my son? Verse number three. Then you shall go on forward from there and come to the Terebinth tree of Tabor. There, three men, three men, three men going up to God at Bethel will meet you. One carrying three young goats, another carrying three loaves of bread, and another carrying a skin of wine. Verse number four. And they will greet you. King James says, and they will salute you and give you two loaves of bread, which you shall receive from their hands. And verse number five. After that, you shall come to the hill of God where the Philistine garrison is. And it will happen when you have come there to the city that you will meet a group of prophets coming down from the high place with a string instrument, a tambourine, a flute, and a harp before them, and they will be prophesying. Shall we read verse number six with a loud voice? Ready? Go. And you will be turned another man. So that's my subject title, Becoming Another Man. And then verse number nine puts it very beautifully. Look at verse number nine. Read it with a loud voice. Ready? Go. So it was when he had turned his back to go from Samuel, that is Saul. Saul, when he was returning, that God gave him another heart. And all those signs came to pass. Now, change and transformation is a very difficult process. Very difficult. When, when you get used to a certain way of life and a certain style of living, it, it's so difficult to, to conform to transform, to renew, to change. As a result of the, the difficult nature of, of change and transformation, many, many people have made mistakes and many people have died before their time. Many years ago, we read a very sad story of a, a doctor, a young doctor at Kolebu Teaching Hospital. The husband used to abuse her and abuse her and abuse her, abuse her, abuse her. Instead of coming out and seeking counsel, she would not. She didn't want to change. She, she didn't want to transform. 
she will normally say things like, oh, he was, he's my first boyfriend. He broke my virginity. I am used to him. Uh, we have come a long way. You've come a long way in fighting and trouble. The man was so possessive. You know what the man did? The man stopped the, the lady, killed her, and I think killed himself also. Change is so difficult. An elderly man came to me and was almost in tears. Pastor, help me. My son. I said, what about your son? Pastor, he has taken on a character that... Pastor, I just don't know. This boy was at a school. And two of them backed another student. This other student's father had brought in a car from overseas. They just brought the car from the harbor. And probably over the weekend. So he was waiting Monday. The registration will start. The father had traveled. This school boy and two other friends went and took the father's car, took the document, drove the car to Aplao, sold it and checked it into, into Togo. And then the money. Oh, from show. Jeans, kambu. The father came and said, who took my car? They said, well, uh, they mentioned his name. He came home briefly. He said he had exit. And then we saw him, you know. Hey, where did you take the car to? Investigation, investigation. They discovered that this boy and two friends from the school went and sold the car. So the father came to the school. He was so angry. He felt that those two other boys influenced his son. Went to the headmaster. Reported the case. It was so serious that these two other boys, they were dismissed immediately. And then the son was made a day student because that's his father's car. One of those boys, father came to see me. Pastor, pastor, this is my son. He will kill me. So I said, what do I do? He had heard me preach on the radio. Pastor, deliver him for me. I said, hey, you think we deliver people over the twinkle of uh, an eye? The guy has formed this habit over many years. And it will take some special grace to transform him to become another man. It's not easy. It's not easy. He finally had to look for another school for this boy. Change. It's so... It's so difficult. Oh my God. Number two. Everybody has to go through change and transformation. Everyone, including the apostle general. And when he left Samuel, God gave him a new heart. You are just beating yourself for nothing. Stop beating your, your son. Today I'm going to show you how your son can become another man. You are just complaining about your husband. Your husband must change. How can my husband become another man? You are complaining about your wife. How can my wife become another woman? Why is it so difficult? Because we are used to a certain kind of life that treadmill is not part of the equation. To go on the challenge, do you know what it means to spend 45 minutes on treadmill? It's too long for me, man. And boring. You see how your stomach is becoming big? It's laziness. 
Because there is a simple exercise that can do press up. You did it just once. And when your muscle began to pain you, you stop. And you, you, you have come here speaking in tongues. God will never do anything about it. Something must happen for you to go through change. What you need is discipline. Clap your hands and shout change. Shout it again and shout change. Oh, change. Change. Overweight. You know you are overweight. You know it. Your husband has been complaining. Everybody is complaining. And you know that overweight has comes with challenges. High blood pressure, hypertension, sickness, disease. You know it. You know you are getting close to Awudome. And yet you cannot change. You know that we have told you that the fufu, you must reduce the fufu size. The rice intake. Don't eat in the night. We have told you this. And then you come, you insult me before you eat. And this is the way they go. Revipa. salad. Fufu. You come to church and we make a taco. Those of you who have heart palpitation, you are the first person. Hey! Domedo. Trophy. You go and buy rice. And then, put small oil. Put small oil. And you know what will make you reduce your weight. Exercise. Jogging. You are so lazy. A couple came to me. Couple. Man and wife. They have been fighting over the woman's mouth. Every problem that will come in the compound house, the woman is inside. She has gossiped here. She has said this here. She has said this there. And uh, we have come. We have talked. They said, look, honey, you can't continue to be doing that. But it's so difficult when people come tempting her. Uh, have you heard? <laughs> to listen without saying anything. Oh, it's too difficult. She must say something by all means so that they know that yes, you will not follow you for or your buyer will not Tuesday. Anything that you want to change, which is so difficult, that spirit which came upon Saul is coming upon you right now. Clap your hands and shout and receive it. Clap your hands and shout and receive it. Clap your hands and shout and receive it. Yes. You are not pregnant yet. When you get pregnant, you are going to, your weight is going to increase. So there are some things you must do right now. Get used to the quantity. Mama Rita has stopped eating white bread. When she eats white bread right now, she throws up. That's the training. Train yourself until your body gets used to the food. It's okay. I won't take any more. I won't take any more. And take when you take you eat more, you must vomit. That's the prayer I'm praying for some of you right now. Anytime you eat, you must throw out. That's the kind of bottle. Oh, somebody say I receive it. Ah, some cannot receive this miracle. Look. Receive it. No, it's happening to me now. When I eat too much, my stomach starts worrying me. I, I start aching. And so these days I've cut my food drastically. 
Hallelujah. How do you go through change? How do you go through the transformation? Number one. Number one. Pay attention to the word of God. Number one. Transformation comes by the word of God. Number two. Transformation comes by the word of God. Two. Prophecies. Three. By the anointing. By the anointing of God. By the anointing of God. You can never do anything without external power and drive. Believe me. Uncle, uh, Uncle Kwabina, anointing is not for the casting demons. Anointing is to make you disciplined to go to the golf course and go and exercise and live long. You need an anointing that wakes you up in the morning. Start joking. And then number four, you need the help of men. You need the help of men. You need the help of men. First Samuel chapter chapter 10. Now let's look at verse number 5. And after that you shall come to the hill of God where the Philistine garrison is and it will happen when you have come there to the city that you will meet a group of prophets coming down from the high place with a strange instrument and a tambourine and a flute and a harp before them and they will be prophesying. And they'll be prophesying. Verse number 6. Then the spirit of the Lord will come upon you and you also will prophesy with them. Now, get this correction into your spirit once and for all. Prophecies are not only that saith the Lord tomorrow about this time uh, uh, one seer of barley will sell a shekel at the gate of Samaria. That saith the Lord, a year today you'll be pregnant and you have a child. That saith the Lord, a year today you'll be located to America. The prophecies do not only speak about the future of a person, but in this kind of prophecy, you will notice that they were carrying guitar strings and harps and music. What were they doing? They were worshipping. Worshipping. From today, I wanted to know that anytime we are in worship, we are prophesying one to another. Take note of this. And stop joking and downplaying worship. Worship is prophesying to one another. God will make a way where there seems to be no way. You know what? I'm encouraging you. He works in ways we cannot see. Can, can, I, can I have my worship leaders come to me the way we've been doing it? Sometimes you will notice that when we are in worship, we, we just come and say, God will make a way where there seems to be no way. He works in ways we cannot see. He will make a way for me. He, we are speaking the word of God. I am encouraging him. Oh, me him say, no soon
upon you, a change is about to take place. Change through the word of God. Now, now here is another prophecy the Bible talks about. In, in 1 Corinthians chapter number 14 and verse number 3 and 5, here is another prophecy that the Bible talks about. 1 Corinthians chapter 14. But he who prophesies speaks edification and exhortation and comfort to men. He who he who, and I watch what he says in verse number 5. I wish you all spoke with tongues, but even more that you prophesied. For he who prophesies is greater than he who speaks with tongues. Unless indeed he interprets that the church may receive. Now, I'm, I'm interested in the portion which says, I wish that all of you will prophesy. Yes, it is possible. What kind of prophecy? You must learn to edify somebody. You must learn to exhort. You must learn to encourage you must learn to strengthen people. You must learn to comfort people. And anytime you are comforting somebody and edifying somebody and encouraging somebody, you are prophesying. And anytime you are saying things to discourage people too, you are killing them. Some of you can kill people by depressing them with evil words, with gossip. Things which do not lift people's spirits up that's what you always tell people. Today, here is another kind of prophet which God says you must be. To comfort, to exhort, to edify, to encourage, to inspire people. So anytime you are doing that kind of inspiration, you are prophesying. What are you using? You are using the medium of God's word. The medium of words. The medium of words. You know what I'm doing to you today? I am changing you by the word of God. That's what I'm doing. I'm, you are becoming another man. Anytime you hear the word of God, something triggers within your spirit and you feel like dropping a certain kind of life and leading a new kind of life. Yeah? Here is another kind of prophecy you love. The one in Ezekiel chapter 37. And he took me into the valley of dry bones. And behold, they were very dry. And he said to me, son of man, can these dry bones live again? And I said, Lord, only thou knoweth. Then he said to me, prophesy. Say to the dry bones, oh ye dry bones, hear ye the word of the Lord. And then I opened my mouth and I prophesied. And then bone came to bone. And the tendons formed. And then a mighty wind came. And for there were a large noise. And for the bones were rattling. And behold, he said to me, son of man, prophesy to the four winds of the earth that they may come and fill the dry, the, these bodies. And behold, they rose up and they were exceedingly a great army. He said, prophesy to the dry bones. What is the prophecy here? The prophecy here, you don't need to be a prophet. You don't need to be some Kranchiankra. Nobody has to come from anywhere and tell you that's here the Lord. The prophecy here means, declare the power of God to these dry bones. Declare the power of God upon this dead marriage. Declare the power of God upon this dead business. Declare the power of God. That tell me that you cannot open your mouth and declare the word of God. Tell me you can't do this. You can't do it. You can't do it. You can't do it. And now, know that anytime you open your mouth and you make declaration, you are becoming another man. You are just transforming and changing yourself to become another man. 
The reason why it's so difficult for you is because you don't open your mouth, you don't declare, you don't edify, you don't you 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 don't worship. Here are three things that will bring the prophetic anointing upon every church member. Three things. Number one, when you are in worship. Two, during prayer services. Three, when you are hearing the word of God. Anytime you are hearing the word, God, word of God right, like you are hearing right now, know that something is happening to you. The power of God is coming. And when we finish, I finish preaching, we are going to pray. And you, I don't expect you to pray anything outside what I have taught. You capture the same word and you pray through it. What are you doing? You are prophesying. And then after that, I'll raise a song. And when I raise a song, you prophesy to yourself through the song. And then after that, when you leave this place, be another prophet. Anybody you meet on the street, share the word of God with them. Preach to them. Encourage them. Edify them. Inspire them. You know what you are doing? You are prophesying. And the spirit of the Lord will come upon you. You will begin to prophesy and you will become another man. Then you go through that change that you want. That transformation. Number two. Prophecy. Sorry. Transformation by the anointing. I I combine the word of God and prophecy for for one and two. So let's go to number three. Through, Through the anointing. Here are four things anointing will do. In your life. Number one. Anointing sets you apart from others. The anointing sets you apart from others. Number one. The anointing sets you apart. Number two. The anointing releases the power. And his presence. Upon your life. His power. And his presence. Or his enablement. As soon as. The anointing comes upon you. The an extraordinary grace that makes you do things also come. And if you went through the anointing service last Sunday, I wanted to know that something has taken place in the spirit. And my children, don't ever don't play what took place. The Bible says, and when the an oil came upon David, then the spirit of the Lord. Came upon him. The, the anointing gives you the grace. Now watch this. Deuteronomy 8.18 For you shall receive power. That makes you make wealth. You shall remember the Lord thy God. For it is he that gives thee power to make wealth. Even to be a successful businessman. You need a divine enablement. To pass examination. Define in that moment. Hey. Do you know that there are some families you cannot marry from? The only way you can succeed when you marry from that family is only when there's an anointing upon your life. Yeah. This anointing to be a good husband. <laughs> the anointing will set you apart from your brothers. And, 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 oh my God, you want to be an extraordinary person, it is the anointing of God that brings you that change to become another person. Oh my God. The third thing anointing does is that the anointing raises you to a new level. I want you to know, the moment, oh my God, why is it that when we anoint somebody 
and we say you are pastor from today, the person's name and title changes. That's the respect. You, the person is raised to another level. So you have no choice than to start calling Pastor Ben. I have been calling Dickon Ransford, Dickon Ransford, Dickon Ransford. Only last Saturday after he was made a pastor, me, myself, I have been forced to change the language. Anytime I call him Dickon, I apologize and I change it and I make a pastor. Look at this man, the person I pay. Me, me apologizing. That's what anointing can do. When you are anointed, you are raised to another level that even your boss will have to respect it and call you by that. Clap your hands and say, I receive fresh oil. Oh, I didn't hear you say, fresh oil. Fresh oil. The Lord says, I should tell you, the anointing you received in this convention has lifted you to a new level. Oh, so you didn't hear me. You are on a new level. New level of anointing. New level of power. New level of prayer. Financial blessings. New level of love. Your marriage will succeed. Receive it. New levels. And that was David's brother's problems. They refused to recognize that David had been anointed. And then he went to the battle and said, what are you here to do? You stubborn boy. Whom did you leave those few sheep? My goodness. They didn't know they were talking to their king. David's executives. Joab. Abishai. Uh, name some of them for me. Uh, Joab, Joab. Abner and all those guys. Do you know that if his brothers had recognized the anointing upon his life, they would have occupied those positions. If they had recognized the anointing, Upon David, David would have given them those positions. The anointing lifts you to a new level. Charlie, you are higher than those demons that are harassing you. you I say you are higher than those witches in your house. From today, they are not your co-equal. Don't sit and chat with them and worry about them and start running away everywhere. Witches are worrying me. My goodness me. Which is my foot. You are higher than them. Taller than them. Bigger than them. Clap your hands and shout, I receive it. Oh, you are not serious. Say, I receive it. Oh, are you sure you are? Come on. When I say change, say, I receive it. Change. Transformation. Another man. Another heart. Your language will change from today. You will not talk like a king, like a queen. Are you hearing what I am saying? Shout yes! Number four. The anointing signifies signifies approval from heaven. The anointing. Come I beg you. Don't joke with this. When I say I anoint you, you will become successful. I have given you approval from heaven. God has no choice than to honor my word. Oh, is somebody receiving? Receive it! Receive oil! Fresh oil! Fresh oil! Fresh oil! Fresh oil! Anointing! Anyone who is not recognizing you by 
by the anointing may they recognize you. In the world, oh Jesus Christ of Nazareth, receive fresh oil. The anointing will set you apart. The anointing will lift you to a new level. The anointing will bring the power. And the anointing lifts you, brings you approval, confirmation from heaven. That is why Saul chased David for 15 years. He couldn't kill him. And he became king. Because once you are anointed from you have approval from heaven. That is why in our weddings, we anoint you. We have approved this marriage from heaven. No devil on earth can do anything about it. When we make you a pastor, we anoint you. You have approval from heaven. And that is why anytime it's your harvest time or we want you to move to new level we do anointing service in this church and, and so therefore don't take anointing services in this church for a joke please anytime we say anointing service we are about to transform you to another man to another level to new levels to new levels to new levels to new levels to new levels, to new levels. rise up and shout yes Another person. The reason why you are struggling to change that son of yours is that anointing is absent. Your husband cannot change until the power of God comes. That girlfriend, you continue to complain until the power of God comes. I'm telling you, the oil. Who, who said you need the oil? And he poured the oil upon Saul. Anointing. The anointing. When your husband is worrying you, don't complain. Let him sleep. Take the anointing oil and unknown to him. Pour little upon him. And just leave him to God. God will change him. Somebody say, how about the women? As for the women, don't only anoint her, but the mouth which she has been bringing trouble, anoint the lips. So, even though she slept with dry lips, let her wake up to find out that all her lips have oil. And then let her, what happened to me? You say, you were anointed from heaven. God has given approval of you. You are separated. You are now another woman. My child is not doing well in school. My child is not doing well in school. Stop complaining with your mouth, please. Take anointing oil. Anoint your child. Every morning when he's going to school, during the examination week, and bet you, if your child does not bring a result different from previously, I, Sam Kranchanka, I will stop preaching. I'm showing you the secret. And when the oil was poured upon him, the spirit of the Lord came upon him. Tried anointing oil. You've tried complaining. You've tried deliverance. You've gone everywhere. Now try the anointing oil. 
Try it. And see the results your child will come. Try the results they got. Clap your hands and shout and receive it. Oh, come on, clap your hands and shout it again and receive it. Amen. Please, don't, and don't get your husband angry by going to take the anointing oil when he's watching television. And say, I'm coming to anoint you. What for? He said, You've been chasing a lot of women. Your husband will slap you. I said, Wait for him to sleep. And let him sleep deep. And don't go and pour one bottle. Just little. Don't let him notice. Because oil will speak for himself. Clap your hands and shout that receive it. Let the devil hear you again. You love the last point. You need men to help you transform. You need men to help you transform. And he said to him, and then on the way, you first meet two men. They are coming from Rahel's tomb. And then afterwards, you meet three other men. One is carrying three goats. The other one, one bottle of wine. And the other one, three loaves of bread. So you meet five men. Five men. Five men. And today I will shock you. There are five people you need in your life. Five men. And when you, when you meet those five people, your life must change. Five. <laughs> I know you are very interested. You want to know these five people. If, if, if I don't have my time, I have to stop my sermon here and continue. Five men. What would the men do? Number one, you will see two of the men, they are coming from Rahel's tomb. Rahel's tomb. What are two alive men doing by a tomb? Because they are men who have experienced resurrection. In your life, you need people who have died and have risen again. People who have failed and have succeeded. People who have been tried and have been approved. You need them to show you the way of life. The way of transformation. You need that. You need that. And so, and so, don't, don't abuse me. And don't insult me. And don't look down upon me because of my past. My past is helping me to shape my future for tomorrow. And I came here to tell my mothers and all of you, my mother is going to celebrate 80 years. And, and you should know, it's, it's going to be super. I mean, you should know. All her children and grandchildren, those who have traveled, are all coming to celebrate her. Because she has suffered, but the suffering is now a thing of the past. She is the woman who can tell you what life is about. Because she died in Rahel's tomb and she rose again. The best preacher is the one who died and rose again. 
The best preacher is the one who suffered before but suffers no more. So he can look into your face and show you how you can become another man. You better believe that preacher. Clap your hands and say, I received this change. Oh, I didn't hear you. Shout it again. I received this change. Ah, from today, your husband will begin to love you. Because, oh my God, your husband will find you refreshing. What he has been complaining about, you complain no more. Because you are about to become another woman. Clap your hands and say, I receive it. Clap your hands and say, I receive it. And then number two, number two, you need men who will speak good things to you and they will salute you, they will greet you and they will tell you that the donkeys you are looking for, the donkeys have been found. They will salute you, they will greet you. You need men who will notice you and regard you and respect you. That is why if you are not already married, please, this is your message. Any man who is in your life who does not respect you, in other words, he does not salute you, he does not greet you, please break now. Because there is nothing that can happen. No change will take place after marriage. Please. This is the time to take a decision. The guy has no respect for you. The guy doesn't salute you. What are you doing in his company? The men you need are men who must show you respect. And honor you. And salute you. Number three. You need the help of men to transform. And the man that you need will be men who will be willing to give you bread. If you marry a man who is always giving, 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 but you don't give anything to him, hey, the marriage will not last. The money he gives you, save some and buy him a shirt and a tie. And then he knows that you are a sensible woman. You know why? Because your mother told you, Hey, I remember the Your mother is an unbeliever. Please don't listen to your mother. Your mother, this kind of mother, she will not be one of those five men that you need in your life. So, so number one, men who speak good things and tell you your donkeys have been found. Men who speak words of encouragement to you. Anyone who is in your company who doesn't inspire you, encourage you, says things to depress you, please break, break, break with that person. You don't need that man. He will not help you. She will not help you to become another person. Please. You need only people who tell you, stop worrying, the donkeys have been found. Stop worrying, the marriage will be okay. Stop worrying, it is well with you. Stop crying, the Lord has already answered your prayer. 
Oh, don't worry. This sickness is already healed. Don't go and listen to somebody who will tell you, hey, this sickness killed somebody three days ago. The donkeys have been found. Number one, those who will speak good words. Number two, those who have died and resurrected, you can just number them and change it again. Number three, those who will salute you, those who will notice you and respect you. Number four, those who will give you bread, which represents the word of God. For man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. And so please, you need in your company people who speak inspiring words. Please, it's so important. It's so important because words which are not inspiring but depressive, they will kill you. You will not become another man. Can you break with those people for me? And you will not have sinned against God. You would have done the righteous thing. You meet two men, and after that, three men. So, why, why, why God made sure that Saul met five men? Everyone in your life, there are five key people that are so important that you must never miss them, you must never lose them. Make sure that those people are always around there for you. The day you lose one of those five, you would have lost an an opportunity to excel, an opportunity to succeed, and an opportunity to become a transformed person. Number one set person that you need is the one who preaches you the word of God. You need that person badly. You need someone who preaches you good counsel, who preaches the word of God. Everyone needs a pastor. You need a relationship with the pastor. You need a pastor in your life who will constantly speak the word of God into your life. Number two. You need a father or a mother who shared their lives with you. When you were growing up. So in other words, you notice that I've already eliminated any father who was not responsible. A mother who was not responsible, you don't need them in your life. They are not one of those five important persons. You will take care of them as your responsibility. But there is no counsel and no covering that they can give to you. Because those parents never shared anything with you. Nothing. But if they shared their love and they took care of you, those are good parents. Once they have not died, they are an important factor in your life. For you to honor them during Father's Day, Mother's Day, until they die. So when they die, what happens? You look for another father, another mother who will stand in their place. So I'm answering those of you whose parents never shared their hearts and their love with you. What do you do? You look for another father to adopt, another mother to adopt. Somebody that has the heart of a father and the heart of a mother. Because you will discover that when it becomes tough, you need a father with wisdom. A mother with a loving heart. 
that can intercede for you. Very important persons. If they are responsible. If they are not, they are not responsible. They are not important in your life. Number three important person that you need in your life is a good husband or a good wife. A husband or a wife who knows how to salute you, to respect you and honor you. So, if you don't have a husband and a wife, what do you do? Ah, then that's, this is the best time for you. In choosing a husband and a wife, go for someone that will be important in your life. Somebody who will salute you. So, so you have a good choice now. But those of you already in the marriage, you have no choice again. You have to stay in like that. And then contain the beating small, small. You should stop complaining and trust God that he will become another man. That she will become another woman. By the word, by your prayer, by your worship, by your prophecies. Some of you couples never sing together. Your wife will be in the Bathroom singing songs. How great thou art! How great thou art! Instead of joining her, you come and say, "Oh, Chacho, Jeko, 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 man, oh, go send you." You have never prophesied in songs to your wife before. Instead of you, when she washes, you must rinse and dry the things. Oh, for her, no jada, no jada. Oh, yeah, the newspapers, draft, or children. You never sing together with your wife, you never prophesy together. Yeah, uh, today is Sunday. We have to go to church. Uh, take the lead. I'll follow you. I'll come to second service. She comes home meeting you sleeping at home. Hey, so yeah, you won't go to church. Oh, today I'm tired. You buy me the CD. Buy me the CD. I'll listen to the CD. of the word, you know, to refresh you, to remind you, and to exhort you, to make more notes, the places that you didn't hear properly, and so on. But God needs you here for the prayer fellowship, for the worship fellowship, 
prophesy to one another, lifting up holy hands, shaking hands with somebody. I need you on the altar. Your pastor, some Christian, I need you in church so I can preach the word of God. I need to establish a relationship with you. If I don't see you in church, how do I establish a relationship with you? So if you are not married, oh, this is a great opportunity for you. Great chance. Never to make a mistake. If you are already married and, 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 uh, and the person is not helping you transform, use the anointing oil. Number four. Number four person that you need. You need a friend that you can trust your life into. A friend who gives good counsel that you can pray together prophesy to yourselves friend now here is trouble listen to this trouble any couple every couple that will succeed must have the same friends so if the man's friends are different from the woman's friends that marriage is not strong number one Number two, you must not have too many friends. Just selected. One, two. People that when there is a challenge, you can go to them and you can pray together. That's the kind of friendship I'm talking about. Not gossiping French friendship. And some of you have so many friends that you don't even know who your friends are anymore. It's wrong. You must be selective. In the kind of friends that you make. It's very, very selective. But if you are not married now, oh, what a beautiful opportunity for you. An opportunity to look out for a wise woman and a wise man who comports and conducts his life very well. A gentleman who speaks wisdom. That's the kind of person you need in your life. The last person, number five, person that you need. You need someone who will hold your hand and show you the path of life. Someone who will open the door for you. Someone who will introduce you to your greatness. Someone who will hold your hand into your success. You need a helper. And once God gives you such a person, you need to hold and keep that person. Cherish that person. You, 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 you don't, you don't, you don't, with that person. He, he's somebody you must cherish. He's one of those five persons. So number one, number one, a responsible father and a mother. Number two, number, number one, a pastor who preaches the gospel. Number two, a responsible father and mother. Number three, uh, a, a, a responsible wife and husband. And so mother and father, we qualify them by responsibility. 
If they are not, they are not important in your life. So, couples who are here listening to me, when you go home today, 12 midnight, wake yourself up. Ask yourself, are you important in my life? What contributions are you making towards building my life and bringing me change? Or what wahala and what troubles are you giving me causing me to be depressed and to die? And, and please, don't get angry. Shout! And let your wife tell you the things that you are doing which are depressing her. And you to tell her the things that she's doing which depress you. And after this sermon, become helper to one another. And be instruments of change and transformation one to another. Please, can you do that for God and for the kingdom? A good friend and then a helper who opens the door for you. What do you do in Royal House Chapel? I'm an Amobara to the Apostle General. Amobara to the Apostle General and then? And then a pastor. And then a pastor. Have you traveled abroad before? Several times. Several times. To where? To the United Kingdom. To the United Kingdom. And then the last time I hear you travel with your wife. Yes, sir. And then uh, where next are you going? To Holland. To Holland. In March. Who opened these doors for you? The Reverend Sam Kwanchianko. Now, let me now explain to you that the person who preaches to you is different from the person who opens the door for you. The person, these are people I've opened doors for, okay? But those of you who are a distance away from me, who don't work as pastors, definitely I may not be opening doors for you. As a businessman, bogus, somebody who has to open the door for you, I give you spiritual covering. But somebody in government will give you a big contract that will change the face of Bogus. <laughs> Reverend Agri, somebody in government can give you a huge contract that will change the face of your company. And when the face of your company changes, that person, you, you must always remember that this was the person that God used. When my wife and I used to be struggling, we needed money to rent a hall and chamber. And one woman gave us five, five Ghana cities or 50 Ghana cities. I've forgotten how much it was in those days to rent a house. Many, many, many years later, we relocated to an area and we saw that they were on our street. We saw that the cars that were going in and out of the house, the cars are no more. We saw a small table in front of the gate that they are selling cloth. We said, ah, there is something. So my wife and I planned that we will go and visit that woman and tell her that some 20 years ago, a young couple, you helped a young couple, give them five Ghana cities or whatever to pay their rent. We are the couple. And we are preparing a gift of about 20 million cities to go and bless this woman. 
forget too much. Too much. Too much. This church has recorded notable miracles, signs, and wonders. But these same members will go and say, Oh, this, 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 there are no miracles in this church at all. Hey! Do you know how to perform miracles? Come and stand here and perform miracles. Let me see. Come and perform miracles. Let me see. Powerland Voices has treated us with new music, good music. One Sunday, if the music is not fine, you see these people who have been clapping and hailing you, Hosanna, Hosanna. Oh, this group now, this group is sick. But one day performance said they'll, they'll crucify you. These are wicked people. These people here, wicked. May the Lord bring a helper your way. May the Lord bring an angel you do not know. Somebody who will hold your hand and open a mighty door for you. A door that will bring a total change and transformation in your life. May your husband be a helper. May your wife be a helper. Let me, let me quickly say, like for somebody like Mama Rita and I, we, we don't depend on our parents for anything. So, apart from me being her husband and she being my wife, she's also my mother and I'm her father. We, we don't receive counsel from anybody. We, we counsel ourselves. So, it's possible for a man and a wife, and then let me also say, she's also my best friend. So, we are friends, siblings, mother and everything. So it's possible to get all your five in one person. Or you can get two or three in one person. It's possible. May the Lord bring you that person. May the Lord bring you that person. May that change and transformation you are desiring. May the Lord bring you a partner that will help you. If your wife is doing slimming and you are a man, help your wife by eating some of the food she's eating. Don't tempt your wife by always bringing home tomato, chofi, because you are slim. Adam and uh, Gabby. Help your wives. Minister, you see how lenge, lenge, lenge you are? You see how your wife... When she's doing the slimming, help her by eating some of her food. And then when you want to eat the tomato, wait and she's not there. And then you eat quickly before she comes. Don't tempt her. My wife, my wife doesn't eat oil. And so her potompoto has no oil. I am forced to be eating potompoto without oil. She doesn't eat white rice. But after white rice, I told her I can't compromise that. So let her eat the brown rice. I eat my right, my white rice. It's all rice except this one is brown. This one is white. <laughs> she doesn't eat white bread, brown bread. So when she's there, I eat brown bread to help her. When she's not there, I say, "Ebe, have me white bread there."
face and say, Change another man, another heart. I receive it in the name of Jesus. Change, change, change. I'm at your name, Tibi, Tibi, You'll be eating so I don't see anything. Reverend, I don't see anything. She's been eating your food. I want to see results. Eh? I said, I've, I've lost eight kilos. You've lost how many kilos? Eight kilos. Eight. He has lost eight kilos. Shall we clap for him? Whether it's a prophecy or. I love you. May you listen to this message over and over and over and over again. Stop insulting your child. Stop abuse. Don't be angry at them. Prophesy to them. Anoint them with the oil. And just pray. Are you understanding me? Be a good father and be a good mother. And the transformation that you are looking for, it will come. May you enjoy your convention and God bless you. some prophetic song and let's prophesy to one another here. Thank you. Can you go to five people and prophesy to them? Yeah. Hey.
Say, Father, Father, release that anointing. Release that anointing that brings transformation. That releases transformation. Church and sets one apart. And sets one apart. And brings approval from and heaven. Brings approval from heaven. Clap your hands and say, I receive it. I receive it now. 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 Anointing. Anointing for change. For change. 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 Please be seated.